Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Man, you're going to love this. Um, I, I got a chance in August to uh, go down to Austin and spend uh, a little bit less than a week with uh, UT, with with Texas and Chris Beard. Obviously, um, recent Chris Beard news is not good. I, I don't have an update for you. And um, I'm just like everybody else trying to figure out what's what, what Texas decides to do. And what happens with, uh, honestly, my friend's career. Um, and um, it's, this is, it's really hard because you genuinely love the human being. And when you're a, a good friend, you stick by him. On the other hand, the behavior is not the type of behavior that is, that he was originally accused of is accept, acceptable. And obviously now that, that you feel like some of the truth of the story comes out, it still leaves a murky future for a guy who's super talented. And I can just only tell you from my own perspective, a really loyal, honest, hardworking, good friend. So anyway, spent, uh, I don't know what it was, four or five days down there at Texas with, with Beard. And uh, during the process, we went one night with Joe Golden. And I was like, wait. I knew you guys were close. I didn't know you were this close. And they started telling stories like, man, we got to do a pod. And um, I, I, you know what? I, I want to give a, I give a little space between it and kind of not going to say I forgot, but you know, you don't want to, I, I don't want my friendship simply based on who I can get on my podcast that those, those you end up, I think developing greater relationships with this podcast because how we do it. But I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to do it that way. So then I saw this story and it was the most Joe Golden story ever where he drove three pit players from Dallas, Fort Worth to, um, to El Paso. And I was like, man, this is the perfect jumping off point to get him on. And I know a lot of you guys have gone through planes, trains, automobiles. This is one of the reasons I wanted this podcast to get out sooner rather than later is as you're driving, you know, if you got stranded, you, your, your Southwest flight didn't get you there, you're, you're stuck in an airport or you're in a car or you're, you're delayed and you need something to listen to. This is amazing stuff. How do you go from a Division II player on one of the worst Division II teams in the country so Joe Golden, by his own accounts, was at uh, Abilene Christian. How do you go from that to uh, being head coach at Abilene Christian, beating Texas after they won a Big 12 championship, and then now he's the head coach at UTEP? And, and so many interesting stories in between. Like, the, the journey is really magnificent. 
So this is his journey. And we did start with present day. We worked our way kind of, and then we start, started back over. And here's what we came up with. So I could make comments to you on Luca dropping 60. It was incredible, but we got, we got some time on that, right? Like he's 23 years old. Um, we could talk about college basketball, which is nutty, where, I mean, even last night, Marcus Carr, what do you have, 33 at the half, ends up with 41. But the more the idea that, um, that uh, college basketball is just in this weird place where you're having these almost outlier games, like almost every team has some random loss to a random team. And you're trying to figure out, like, good luck for the committee. Trying to evaluate wins and losses. We could get to all that. Uh, but instead, I think we'll get to Joe Golden first. So here's my sit down, part one, with UTEP's head coach, Joe Golden. Let's start here, okay? Because I do want to, your, your growth in college hoops is amazing. But the story that everyone's talking about is that, okay, you're coming back from where that you got stuck in Dallas. Uh, we were in Dallas uh, visiting my, uh, my side of the family on the 23rd. Then we did a main of the, the 24th. So we were actually flying back to El Paso from Dallas. How far, how long a flight is that? Hour and 20 minutes. Southwest? Southwest. Right. And the cra- crazy part about Southwest is, like they're obviously catching hell, right? They're just not 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 <laughs> a good day to be, right? There's just no way around it. But it's like, I mean, up until yesterday, it was the best. You know, especially oh. if you fly any of these other low cost airlines, you're like, well, I have to pay for bags in the Southwest, and the boarding's easier in South. Oh, yeah. Now everybody's like, man, Southwest, Southwest. I mean, that's the crazy part. It's like Southwest has been the king for so long. A low cost airline. Yeah, no doubt. You know, Southwest is all we flew. You know, I grew up in Midland and we had a Southwest out of Midland and then obviously spending time in Dallas and here in El Paso. Um, fly Southwest all the time, never had problems, but it's an absolutely disaster uh, the last year. It was crazy in Love Field, man. Nuts, crazy. Okay, so you get done visiting her family. Uh, it's the 24th or 25th. You sleep there? Uh, so we actually got a place at the Galleria. We, we, uh, yeah, we did my family the 23rd. You know, my brother-in-law is the head coach at TCU, football coach, Sonny Dykes. So we did theirs the 23rd because they were leaving the 24th to the Fiesta Bowl. And then we did Amanda's family 24th. And it's the first time in like, honestly, like five, six years, both families got together. We spent time. Everybody got along. It was like an incredible Christmas, man. Like, you know, it's like, all right, man, we're all, this is good stuff. And then the 25th, we get to Love Field. At about two o'clock, and that's when all hell broke loose. When you were back in the when you were slumming it days, when you were making the climb, yep. Did you did you did you crash at the in laws' house, or have you always been get a hotel guy? No, I'm always. Uh, <clears throat> I tell you what, man, Doug, I've slept at a lot of places: gas stations, truck stops, uh, in laws. Uh, you know, back in the D two days, uh, growing up the, through the business, the JUCO days. Uh, there were there was enough money for hotels, man. You know, uh, I know, I know. Yeah. Now listen, I, I'll be I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. The COVID year, it was such a pain. The, I was traveling doing games for Fox and for Stadium, so I did all my games on site. But it was really hard to get a hotel room. And uh, what ended up happening was they would just send me like two hundred fifty bucks for two nights hotel rooms, whatever. And I would fly in day of the game. And then I'd be leaving at like seven in the morning, six in the morning the next day. 
I just go and get something to eat, stay out late, and then crash in a hotel parking lot in the car, <laughs> like drive back, and then get up at like four in the morning, go to Starbucks, five in the morning, get a cup of coffee, and drop my car off and go pocket that pocket that money. So I'm I'm with you. I've I've done the I've done the grind. Obviously yeah. now you're you're not at the top, but at a far better better level. Okay, so you wake up at the Galleria. What time was your flight? So our flight was supposed to be at two thirty. Okay. Yeah. Now are you a are you now are you a check in like uh, online and then walk in? See, personally, I like the door of the airplane to hit me on the backside when I walk on a plane. That is a perfect flight for me. Are you an early arrival guy? No, I'm not an early arrival. My wife is. She's a planner. I'm more of a gypsy, right? Uh, kind of a gypsy just showing up uh, at the time. Um, so I, I'm kind of a last minute uh, guy. Trying to convince her it's Christmas Day. There's not going to be a lot of travel, you know. Uh, we were a little worried that it was on Sunday, but Doug, we had no idea that all these flights were getting canceled like the day before. Really, you know, we were just completely. You know how it is in the coaching world. You, you, I mean, you talk to guys all the time, and you've been around the game. Like when you have two days away from your team at this time of year, you decompress, man. You know, like that phone. I, I didn't want to see that phone. Um, you know, I, I, I had no idea what was going on. So we literally showed up. There was no line. To your point. We're, we're there like 45 minutes before our flight. Perfect. We go right up to the front and get through security. It's like, here we go, man, right? Um, it, it and then what happened? Happen. Well, then we get up there, and then here you go with Southwest. You start getting the delays, right? Um, you start getting the text messages that your flight's getting delayed. And then there were so many flights getting delayed that the text messages weren't coming out like on time. They were very sporadically just would, would send them to you. But we basically sat there at the gate from 2.30 until probably about 8.45, um, 8.50, I think, somewhere in there, they finally said the flight was canceled. And they would tease you, you know I mean? They would tease you every hour saying, hey, we're waiting on one flight attendant or, or hey, we're getting close, you know, or uh, flight attendants in, in, um, is, you know, is on another plane, and when they arrive, they'll come. But um, so they just played with you, man, you know? They just played with your mind there. Kept, you kept thinking you had hope. So, so when was the moment or who said, all right, Hey, like, let's, 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 let's get a rental car. Let's well, there was a here. guy, I think his name was Tony a guy from El Paso who used to work for Southwest. He just retired recently. I think in the last year or two. Um, and I had gotten to visit with him a little bit earlier. He came over and was talking a little UTEP basketball with me. And uh, he was, he was up talking to the front and he's the one that came out about eight forty five and said, Hey man, I'm giving you about a five minute head start, but take off, man. This flight's getting canceled. So that's, that was the first I heard about. Of course, my wife's like, man, do we really believe him? You know, I'm like, honey, you know, this flight's getting canceled. Um, we, we're not getting home. And so here you go, man, right? Like back in your Oklahoma State days, man, you went home for Christmas and you have Coach Sutton, you're, 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 your butt better be back for practice, right? Well, right. I, I, I'm the same thing as a coach. We sit here and tell these guys they got to get back. So I damn sure had to get back, right? So uh, the line at Love Field to talk to a Southwest rep was like four hours long. They were, the waiting time was four hours. Um, you couldn't get a hold of anybody on the phone. So I said, screw it, man. Let's just take the shuttle to the rental car place at Love Field. We'll try to make some reservations on our phone um, and see if we can't get a car. So that's when we switched to plan B right there. Um, okay, so now you get in, now you get into your your coaching mode. You're like rental cars. Yeah. I'm yeah. good on rental cars, right? Yeah. Um, who who do you have status with? So I'm I'm, I'm usually a national guy. Me too. Uh, yeah. Em yeah. Emerald Isle, roll on in. Emerald Let's go. 
but uh, the only car we could find was Avis. Okay. So we were preferred with the preferred route. Okay. So when did the the pit football players? How did they how did they get in the mix? Yeah. So so we get on the shuttle. We get to Avis, and we were kind of lucky because we beat the we beat the uh, crowd there. Right. Everybody else was still trying to wait in line, thinking they were going to get out. So there wasn't a big line at Avis, maybe 20 people in front of us. Uh, they make an announcement when there's like five five of us left that says, hey, we're running out of cars. Just because you have a reservation does not guarantee you a car. We're getting short. So um, during this conversation, we get to talking. And one family in front of us is from right outside of a small town, right outside of Birmingham. And they, they just said, screw it. They were getting a car and headed back home. Um, and then um, behind us was the three pit football players. So – I see the pit backpacks and I put two and two together and I said, Hey, are you guys going to El Paso? And they're like, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we got practice tomorrow at 10 30. We got meetings at nine o'clock. We were on this flight. They just got canceled. And I was like, well, buddy, I was on the same damn flight, man. You know? And I said, I, I'm going to drive back tonight. Uh, would you guys want to want to ride? And uh, that's what kind of started it, man. Um, the plan was Doug, I'm gonna be honest with you. The plan with my wife was we'll get a car. We'll drive to Abilene, which is about three hours away, right? Spend the mm-hmm. night with some friends. Um, obviously, you know, we, we spent a lot of time in Abilene. So we could spend the night, crash at a friend's house, get up the next morning and drive. And then when we meet the pit players, it's like, all right, here we go. If we bring these pit guys in, they got practice, man. We're going back to the grinding days like we, you and I just talked about, man. You know, the D2 days, the, uh, <laughs> the low maker. US, USBL, IBA. CBA, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been there. AAU. Okay, so yeah. how many? What kind of car did you get? Well, they 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 give us a minivan first, right? Okay, uh, a Chrysler, a Chrysler, uh, Chrysler minivan. Um, and hell, we couldn't fit in there, man. The football guys were too big, right? Uh, so then I'm like, man, listen, we'll, we're going to take the minivan. Don't give it away because there was they're running out of cars. But I, I said, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I said, there, there was an SUV in a, in a row way far in the back. And I said, who's who's driving that SUV or whatever back in the back? And he said, well, nobody is. But he said, there's no way you want to take that for a one-way. It's going to be too much money. I said, buddy, at this point in time, I don't give a damn about it. You know, we got to get home. Um, so he gave us the SUV, man. So we were able to get into like a Lincoln Navigator, um, which had three or, or two rows. So my wife, my two sons got in the far back. Uh, Samuel and Hudson, two of the football players got in the middle row. And then Jake, uh, one of the other guys got in the, in the front seat with me. Um, okay. Uh, first stop was Whataburger or coffee? No, you'll love this even better. Man. Uh, Whataburger is closed on Christmas night, man. One of the only times it ever closes, but we go to the gas station, baby. Go to the gas station, man. Right. Uh, I love everybody, it. everybody's got five minutes and trades are on the table. You know, whatever you buy, you can trade. Uh, within the car ride, and uh, I gave everybody five minutes, and we paid the tab. And we told everybody to load up, so we just we, we loaded uh, up. That's a violation, Coach. That's a. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> I, I asked for that, man. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, all those, those three kids that get to the game they can't play because you bought them a protein because bar I'm- and a Gatorade. Yes. Yeah. I bought a Gatorade to load up on a 10-hour trip. That 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 would be something insane. Okay, so what did you get? Now, what, what did you get? So I got uh, – what did I get? I got two cans of Copenhagen snuff. Tell me, nice. man. I got snuff. So I got two <laughs> cans of Copenhagen snuff. I got a Red Bull. I got uh, a water. Um, 
And what was my, I think I got a Hershey's bar with almonds. That is the most I, I myself. Yeah. I've ever, I got, I got two cans of snuff, a Red Bull and some sort of healthy candy hey, bar. That's, that's that amazing. Was, uh, the two cans of snuff was the most important purchase, man. Cause I knew it was going to be a long night. Man. Um, okay. So you get in, you get in the, in the car. Now, like, did they, how did they, how did they know you were the coach, like, to trust you? Yeah, that's a great story, too. Um, And I didn't know this till afterwards, till today, actually, when we all got together today and said hello. And, uh, but they said they were Googling me. When I said I coached at UTEP, it was the bat that they got on the internet and started Googling me um, to make sure it was validated. And then obviously called their coach back at Pitt and uh, he, you know, he had to bless it, I guess. And so he blessed it and uh, they validated. So the old Google search, man, and the old, the old ID with the photo, man. So how, how old are your boys? How old are your boys? So my boys are 16 and 13. Okay. And are they, are they hoopers? Are they in football? What are they in Yeah. So my oldest is a hooper. Um, so he, uh, he's a sophomore and plays at Coronado high school. And then my youngest, uh, is really a football baseball player, but he hoops right now. He, he, he thinks he's a hooper. So what was, what was it? Were they all just headphones on and cell phones on? Or well, they, they thought cool as can be right at first, right? Three division one yeah. football players jumping in the car with them. Um, so they, they thought it was pretty cool. And so early on they were talking, conversating with those guys. And then, uh, about an hour in my two kids put their headphones in and, and, uh, started dialing into whatever the heck they do. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. How long a drive is it? Right at 10 hours. You drive the whole way? Whole way, baby. Beast in it, Doug. Beast. It's like like an all-time Christmas story. And you got great stories, and that's an all-time. Remember that Christmas that we had to drive from Dallas to Dallas? Uh, our group, you know, you've been around us a little bit. We got some great stories, but uh, this this was this reminded me when I was recruiting with Beard uh, years ago. When I first got in the business, man. I had no money. Right, I'm a D two assistant, no money. Beard's at Texas Tech with Coach Knight, and he puts me on uh, full scholarship. So he basically pays for everything as long as I could get to Florida. Um, and the high school where Frank Martin used to coach, I think it was Miami senior high school. We, uh, we had to go watch a practice at, uh, five o'clock in the morning. They did no shooting, Doug, straight defensive slides and ball handling from five to seven in the morning. Uh, and so we're trying so hard to 
stay awake. And then we drove all the way to Key West, Beard and I, uh, hung out at Key West for the first time, got introduced to Key West, and then turned around and drove all the way back to Miami and caught an 8 o'clock in the morning flight the next morning. So basically, never slept. This this reminded me of that, you know? And, and I wussed out on that trip. Beard and I said, okay, from midnight to uh, – I don't know what Miami to Key West was, man. It's like three or four hours, three and a half or something. Um, we basically took two time slots. So I had 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, and he was going to nap. And then he had 2 o'clock in the morning to whatever it was, right, 4 or 5. Um, and then I was going to wake up, and I had to drive to Miami. And I wussed out, Doug. I slept and took a nap. And when he came back and tried to take a nap, man, I told him, that no, he had to drive. And so – I was really thinking about on this drive. I was like, I'm going to shove this up Beard's butt right here. I'm fixing to drive this whole damn thing. I, I don't want to get into the, the personal stuff of Beard, right? That's not our place. Um, but what I've, I've told people is the, that's not the Chris Beard I know. And I, I'm really actually, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want any of that to go on between a man and a woman, I, you know, like it goes without saying, but like, I, I feel for everybody in that program because what what he does is he he you know he builds this entire kind of or, they call it organization right and they do everything together they hang out together all hours and just talk ball and they you get so close and to not have him there has to be and I know they they won tonight and Marcus Park Car played great it's just it's a weird place to be in for so many people who think so much of him. Yeah, no question. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm the same with you. I, I uh, haven't spoken with him much, and uh, but my thoughts are, are, are with both him and Randy. You know, um, we've spent a lot of time, my wife and I, with both of them, and we've traveled with them. And um, I'm just, you know, obviously heartbroken about the situation, but absolutely, you know. But here's the deal, Doug, too, man. Like, I'm learning sometimes, too, as I get older. But uh, I, I love Chris Beard. He's a brother of mine. He's family. And uh, I, I – if you're loyal um, and and you care about people, you got to be there in the good times and bad times, right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm not going to leave a friend hanging when he's at one of his worst times of his life. So, uh, you know, I, I got to be in his corner. I got to support him uh, through this. So, but, but just thinking about both of them, and obviously Rodney Terry, man, he's got a tough job at Texas right now. Like you said, with that team, and you lose your lead, your leader, and. Um, but those kids, kids are resilient, right? You know, I mean, yeah. you see it every day when you go around and do games, man. These kids are resilient, and they got a hell of a team, man. They got a good enough team to win a national championship, man. You saw it in practice. I, I got a chance to play against them this year, the first game ever uh, in Moody Coliseum. And um, that asshole, the first play, tried to dunk on me, too. You know, I mean, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> open, it, open it up the Moody Center, and, and the asshole runs a back pick, lob play on the first play of the game, man. And, uh, but we, we were able to defend it, man. But th- I thought that was kind of a bullshit move on his part. You don't you don't just get the check when you – like, you got to – Stay on. You don't. You know that from the Abilene no, days. You don't I, just collect the check. You got to. Got to sometimes play the Washington uh, General deal. That, 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 that's that's exactly right. You're right. There's right. And there's and there's. There, that, that, that reminds me. My the year I finished, I played the three different exhibition teams. I did athletes first. That was Oklahoma and Texas, and we, we played against Beard and Tech and those guys. Uh, played SMU and Texas State back when it was Southwest Texas State, whatever. And then we played. My dad had a team. We played. UCLA and Oklahoma State and San Diego State, Wichita, Marshall. And then I play, I never forget, I played with the EA Sports. It was the Pumps team, right? And we play, we played in Carmichael against Carolina. And we're up like 15 at the half. And all of a sudden, like it was, I mean, it was literally five on eight. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I remember going like, 
like it was me me and drew barry were the were the backcourt right so all-time assist leader at georgia tech all-time assist leader at oklahoma state and he's obviously very very good and we're just killing him and i i'll never forget this that we're we're playing and at some point in time there's a bad call and i could hear um i could hear is it uh uh, Hugh Durham. No, what was Durham? What was the guy's name? The play-by-play guy for Carolina. Oh, some uh, West Durham. West Durham. So we're walking over to the bench for a timeout, and you know he says, "You know, time." He takes his headphones on. And he says, "Golly, you didn't think they were going to let you win, did you?" <laughs> I was like, "Nope, nope." No I know better now. <laughs> Lost by two and had no chance. No chance I- at all. There is no better feeling, uh, and I've been fortunate a couple times though to be at the low major level and win a guarantee game. You know, when you oh, get a team, it's uh, about as good as it gets, man. It, it's it's yeah. almost like a tournament win. They're they're about the same. Oh, I th- I think bigger. I think harder too. I mean, you, here's here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting about it. So, Rothstein's a friend of mine. I like him. Okay, there's there's no malice towards what I'm going to say, but his like it's the epitome of brutality. Like, no, it ain't. Go in the other fucking locker room, brother. The other locker room, that's the greatest day. Like, those kids got 100 grand for their school, and, and, and they won the game? Like, that's it's, – it's not the, it's the, it's the greatest thing ever. That's an unbelievable feeling. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, it's uh, Yeah, you're right. It probably is – because the NCAA tournament, by that time, you've got the respect. And, um, you know, like to your point, on, uh, early in the game, when they're paying that type of money and the refs know it, and, you know, you get Big 12 of – uh, and those hell, those refs don't want to cook. And you know, usually what happens is those refs will call it like you know. And then when, if you can get it to the last couple minutes, th- they'll give you the respect at that point, right? You know, you, yeah. you'll you'll. Um, but uh, until for the for those other thirty eight minutes, man, you got you got to be ten or fifteen points better, man. Maybe maybe twenty. Maybe, maybe twenty. Um, how does a guy grow up in Midland? I know you moved to Wichita Falls, but but how do, how do you how do you become a basketball guy? Like that's football country. Yeah, no doubt. And my whole family's football, right? My granddad's in the Texas High School Hall of Fame. The football stadium we grew up with is named after him. My dad was a football coach. Now my brother-in-law is a football coach. Um, you know, what's crazy is like uh, just became – I played basketball at Abilene Christian for four years. Beard got the job at Fort Scott Community College. Um, I took off to go work for him, went on two recruiting trips with him. He was going to pay me – I think it was like – a hundred bucks a month plus room and board. So no, nothing. Um, and I got offered a job at South Garland high school for like 35,000, which at that time to me was like a million bucks. Right. Um, 22 years old. And so I left beard at Fort Scott and went to South Garland to start coaching basketball. And, um, I just really never, never went back, man. I just kind of kept coaching basketball. I thought I was going to be a high school coach. Wait, wait, before, before we get to that. Okay. So in Midland, Okay, which which high school did you, were you supposed to feed into at Midland? So I fit in uh, to Midland High School. Okay, so you have, is, I, you have Odessa. A, you have yeah. Odessa, right? What else do you have? And then Odessa High and Odessa Permian. Yep. And so, and those are the big those are the big rivals, or is where, where's Midland fit in in the, in the yeah, football rivalry? Yeah, huge rivalry. Midland High, Midland League was a huge rivalry. When I was there, Midland League was a football school, so they dominated in football. Um, that's kind of the old Friday Night Lights, Middle Leo, Odessa, Permian. Um, and then um, Midland High was known as a basketball school. Um, who'd you play for in high school? I played for a guy named Jack Stevenson. What was he like? Uh, players coach. Uh, opened the gym up every morning at 5 o'clock. Uh, you can get, you know, two hours of run in from 5 to 7 every morning. 
Um, and then he would keep the gym open late at night and take you home. He was just a, did everything, relationship builder, guys loved him. He was one of those coaches that if you played for him, you loved him. If you played against him, you hated him. Um, he, he validated himself. Uh, my, my senior year, uh, they went to the state championship. And then um, his, uh, like two or three years later, yeah, Blake Johnston. I don't know if you remember Blake that played at OU. Yeah, yeah so Blake, of course. Blake played there at Midland High. Um yeah, there was a kid, Charles Payton, that played at Arkansas on that team. Um, and then a kid at Rice. So he was able to win a state championship. But uh, hell of a coach, man. Coached there at Midland for like 20, 30 years. Long, long time. So why'd you go to Abilene? Uh, hell, nobody else recruited me. <clears throat> and then I mean, who, who, was, who was the coach? The coach there was a guy by the name of Tony Malden. Um, Tony was there for my first two years and then we had a coaching change, uh, and went with, uh, well, played for a guy named Shannon Hayes. What level was it then? That was D2. What was it like? And we weren't worth a shit. We were, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were, we were terrible. Uh, you know, we you were, know, you know, listen, most guys, most guys I have on and we started, you know, they, they talk about the old days, like, man, we were good. These guys stink. <laughs> They can't couldn't hold on Jack's like, nah, we weren't worth the shit. We weren't we were, we weren't worth the shit, man. And then uh obviously our coach got let go. And then uh my my senior year, we had a good team. Um in fact, my my our center on my team is now the athletic director at North Texas, a guy by the name of Jared Mosley. He just got the AD job a couple weeks ago. Um, was on our team and, and he had grown up and, and become a really good player. He had developed um Beard, Beard was our assistant coach, and Beard, we all, hell, we all know one thing about Beard, he can recruit, right? Even back then, he could recruit, and so he, he recruited over me. It's another great Beard story of, of screwing Joe Golding, but he uh, he recruited over me some really, really, really good players, and I lost my damn scholarship, Doug, my senior year. Uh, they, they cut me into a partial uh, so they could get other players, man, but uh, so I'll, I just paid off my school loan literally like five years ago because of Beard's ass, but uh, on, the, on the flip side of that, we, we, we won a lot of games finally, you know? So there was uh, – I'll, I'll take winning in any day. Um, what was the school like? Because I know it's – you've been there three times. So it's got to yeah. be amazing to, like, pop yeah. in and, like, see – and work at a school that changes. Uh, Mid-90s, what was Abilene Christian like? Yeah, very conservative. Uh, you know, it's, it was run by the Church of Christ Church. Uh, the school president was always a preacher – uh, but very, very conservative. Uh, you literally, Doug, uh, I'm trying to, I'll say the Sports Illustrated. Remember the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, right? So, like, I always had Sports Illustrated every week. Right? I got delivered. That's what my parents do for me. You know, that was a big deal sure. back then. Um, and anyways, the swimsuit issue, I, I'd had, I had them in magazines, all my sports illustrates. I brought them to the dorm room with me and literally the first night, what do you call those guys? RAs? Yeah. RAs. Yeah. Resident assistant. Yeah. And took my damn swimsuit issue and said that wasn't allowed in the dorm. You know, at Abilene. So I knew right then it's going to be a long, long year, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man, they didn't even find the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You couldn't go out to the bar. You, you couldn't drink. You had curfew. We went to chapel every day. It was very, very conservative. Um, I struggled, Doug, with it. Honestly, my freshman year, man, I struggled with it. It was a, it was a big time change for me. I wasn't Church of Christ. If you know anything about the Church of Christ, they're, they, I they don't. Often, I don't. What, what is it? 
Well, they do acapella music, right? They don't play any instruments. So you get in there to sing, man, and everybody knows all the words of these songs. They have these people. Well, hell, I didn't grow up. I didn't know the words of the songs, and hell, I can't sing either. So I was the best lip syncer for a year you've ever seen, man, just to fit in, brother. I did, I did the same thing. I was Notre Dame, and yep. when I visited, they are like, ah, you don't got to go to math. But then, like, everyone goes. Yeah. Literally yeah. everybody, the entire campus goes, and, like, the whole team goes. Like, you know, it's just come for team building, whatever. And then you got to like stand up, sit down, you know, fight, fight, fight. And everybody knows that the word by the end, you know, by, by the time we got to the end of the season, I knew, you know, the, our father and all this other stuff, but I didn't know any of it. And I, I remember I was in theology class and um, the priest was saying what, you know, they believe. And I remember raising my hand and go like, I think I'm a they. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was they. And he's like, I th- I, he was Australian. He's like, I thank you all, mate. You know. Anyway, very, very, very okay. So, so you get you get done playing. Beard had already left for Fort Scott. Did he call you to say I'm I'm leaving Fort Scott? You want to come? Like, what was what was the dynamic like that? Yeah. So that- he recruited that team um, at the end of my. So he was our assistant my junior year, and then and then left. Recruited that whole team senior year. Then he left. He got the job at North Texas for Vic Trilly, uh, who was Tom Pinner's assistant. Um, sure. And so, so he he got the job at North Texas as an assistant coach uh, for that last year. And then he moved to Fort Scott. So he called me and just said, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm get I get this JUCO job at Fort Scott. I can't pay anything, but you know, if you want an assistant coach." Um, you know, come on, man, let's go. So the funny, the irony of this was when I, when I ended up leaving there to go to South Garland high school, he ended up keeping the assistant coach that was there at the time that he didn't know that guy was Brett Tanner, you know, and then Brett Tanner ends up becoming my assistant at Abilene Christian years later. And now, and now the uh, head coach at Abilene Christian. So pretty funny story in that. that that's a crazy, crazy yeah. story. Okay. So, so he, he hires you to go to Fort Scott. What, what is, what is that like? What, how do you, how do you know how to do what you got to do? Right. Cause, cause again, this is from my snapshot of it. There's not a lot of instruction time. There's just a, here's a, you know, put on a, it's like the old Billy Clyde when he took the job at Tulsa, right? I think he was at Baylor. And they took the Tulsa job. He's like, just send me some polos. You yeah, know, yeah. So I'll, I'll do the rest. But you, forgot, you had, I don't huh? ever got a Fort Scott polo. I wasn't there long enough, man. We went on literally a, three recruiting trips i was uh i was listening to beard you know the whole time and just kind of learning beard was young obviously too but he had had experience at acu in north texas um he was young hungry he was going to conquer the world right he was going to win the national championship at fort scott and fort scott was probably the only job in the country that beard could get a head coaching job right like uh um you know that, that was the one thing about him and i both we both got our jobs early on as we were grinding they were they were bad jobs right like when i became the head coach at acu it was one of the worst division two jobs in the country um and um you know that's when i was a high school head coach at Saxe, it was a brand new high school we had no players no talent wait, wait, wait you're, you're you're getting ahead of yourself i want to tell this thing in in chronological order i got i got i get that's that's the beauty that's how the brain the brain works so much better that way there when, you go when, when right. you go when you go in in chronological order so, okay, right. so so you get to you get to South Garland High School. Yep. Right. What what uh, what level are they playing? So that was a big high school at the time. So it was a five A high school, which is a, was at the time the highest classification. Hey, do you have any players? Zero. Hey, I'm the freshman B team basketball coach. 
Um, and you didn't say I, that. You said I left for I, when you said you took the South Garland job at thirty five thousand dollars. I thought that was the head coaching job. You're the B team okay. coach, freshman B team basketball coach and freshman football coach. Right All out right. of college. yeah, and I All taught right, so, world geography. I think world history. World. <laughs> Can you imagine so, me back? history team no. those poor kids that had you thinking man oh my god well the one that brought you know some dip to class they probably yeah. did better than the ones that didn't bring the dip to class there's no I'm right dip to class too absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> okay so you um so you show up you got to coach football and that starts before school ever begins yeah now did you did you play football growing up so i played my senior year yeah i played my senior year oh, you played senior high school okay yep. High school, I played. Um, so I had a little bit of experience in it. Um, freshman football is really simple, Doug. Man, you, you're basically just just developing those freshmen, getting them in the weight room, and trying to get a numbers game right and keep them happy so they continue to stay in football as they continue to mature and grow and lift. Um, and then your most important job as a freshman football coach is you have at that time we didn't have synergy and huddle and all the stuff they have today. You had two big cameras. You went to the top of the press box. One coach worked the wide angle. The other coach worked the tight angle. So you filmed the varsity game, and then you went home on Friday after the game, and you sliced tape on the wide angle and the tight angle. So when the varsity coaches got there Saturday morning, they had all their tape cut and ready to go. So the negative of that is uh, it was a long Friday night. Um, you, you didn't get to use it, didn't get home till about four or five in the morning, and you're sometimes up at the top of a press box and it was freezing cold outside. The positive of that was you got Saturday Saturday off and Saturday night off to go out and have some fun, man. So there was positives and negatives both of it. Um, were you guys any good in football? You know what we uh, we were decent, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's, I think we might have made the playoffs uh, one year, one of those two years. I'm not sure, but we weren't a powerhouse like Texas school. Uh, okay, so then in basketball, you're what? How did you play? Well, how do you decide? I'm going to coach this. How I'm going to play? Yeah, so I worked for a guy named Garland Nichols, um, and Garland was is now passed away, but he was uh, he's in the Hall of Fame, big time Texas high school basketball coach, uh, very well known, won a won a won a ton of games, um, and uh, kind of a head of the game man. He was he was a college recruiter, uh, but but in high school, but he always had players. Um, and, um, so I kind of learned from him. Um, we had a staff now of Gerald Hudson, who's now the superintendent at Cedar Hill. Uh, one of the other assistants at the time, David Lay is the head coach at Houston Memorial. So there was like three or four of us, man. And we worked for coach Nichols and, um, I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, Doug, man. I had the B team, man. We were lucky to, to freaking have uh, break a press. You know, you know, fresh up basketball, everybody presses because uh, kids can't dribble or pass. And so it's just a turnover game. But um, I, I don't remember. I remember I had two twins, two little two little kids, the English brothers. They were the only two kids on my team that could dribble. Um, and I tried to put together a game plan for that. But uh, I wasn't a very good coach at that time. And um, our team wasn't very good either. <laughs> Did you like it? I loved it. I had a blast, man. I, I loved coaching. I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, but but after that year, I stayed there two years. My second year, I became a varsity assistant. Um, so then I didn't have to do football anymore. I just became the basketball varsity assistant. So year two was a little better. It was straight basketball. And that's kind of when I probably took off on it. The only thing that bothered me, Doug, is go back to your high school days. And again, me being a gypsy, um, every 50 minutes – 
We were on a seven, seven period plan or eight, eight period plan. And every 50 minutes, the damn bell would ring and tell you where to go. Right. Um, and that was starting to wear on me, man. I wasn't a big fan of that. <laughs> I need that's, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Um, okay. So what'd you do next? What was the next stop? So next move was, um, so this happened quick, man. So I'm at Seminole with Beard. Beard gets the job with Coach Knight. Uh, he has uh, literally three, four months of him being on the job with me there. Um, he gets the job at uh, at Texas Tech with Coach. That's when Coach went to, to Lubbock. And uh, a guy by the name of JT Locker took over. And so uh, I worked for JT for a year there at Seminole. Ellis Kidd. Remember Ellis Kidd? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. He played for us there at Seminole. So – What's that conversation like? Because I guess you had done it to Beard, right? Where you took the job and then left, went to South Garland. But to take a job, go work for a guy. And then like three months later, he's like, hey, man, I got to go take this, this job. Yeah, he, he basically called us in. Hey, listen, this is JT. He's going to be the head coach. That was kind of the start of, you know, Beard's always been known for this. Everywhere he's gone, um, Doug, the assistant has gotten the head coaching job, right? Um, and so it started back at Fort Scott. He left Fort Scott and Brett Tanner got the head job. And then he left Seminole to go work at Tech, and JT got the head job. And then, obviously, look at his track record from McMurray all the way to Angelo State to uh, uh, Little Rock to uh, Texas Tech. Everywhere since that point, he's left. His assistant has gotten the job. So uh, he basically said that he was going to Tech to work for what he thought at the time was one of the best, or if not the best coach in college basketball. He thought it was something he had to do for his career, and uh, good luck to us. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard hard to argue that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, no question. Hard, 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 hard to argue. Um, yeah. What was Seminole like? So small town, good people, uh, really good baseball program. Um, uh, I think they had a really good softball program as well. Um, <laughs> None of this is a basketball program, by the way. The best thing about Seminole was it was like uh, 45 minutes away from Oklahoma City. You know, you could get to Oklahoma City pretty quick. Where is where is Seminole? Drive by Oklahoma City. Shawnee, you know where Shawnee, Oklahoma? Drive by Shawnee, 15 minutes from Shawnee. Okay. Okay. Now, do you play? Who do you play? Oh, God darn, Doug. Who was in our league, man? Oh, shit. Uh, Murray State, maybe? That was Oklahoma. McMurray. Uh, McMurray. McMurray. Yeah. uh, I I don't even remember, Doug, who was in our league. Was Roger, Roger State? I don't know if they were or not. Uh, I really don't remember. <laughs> what are you making? How much are you making there? Oh, nothing, man. Uh, 5000 Okay, so why why do that and not work for Beard instead of making 35, maybe 40 grand by now and do high school in Texas? Yeah, so you know when I when I when I left Beard and went to high school did, again, like I told you, man, the bells, the class periods, telling me what to do, and the structure drove me crazy. Uh, and then I also always wanted to coach in college, man. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like you. I mean, I wasn't a good enough player to play Division One basketball and get what you had. I was a Division Two player, and, and at best, um, it, I always grew up wanting to be a part of March Madness, right? Um, and wanted to be part of the NCAA tournament. And, you know, I used to get out of school. My parents would get me out of school on that Thursday night, Thursday and Friday, and we'd sit and watch ball all the locker room. There's this kind of tradition of what we did. And so um, when Beard went on that journey and started going to college, 
Um, when I went to high school for two years, that's a route that my family's always done. So going college was obviously there was a ton of risk involved because we knew nobody and that's not kind of what our legacy was as a family. But, um, I just felt like it was something I, you know, dreamed I wanted to follow, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Okay. So Seminole last, how, how long? So one year, um, and I get the job at Saxe high school. Um, new high school, as you said, that was a brand new high new- school. And I only get the job because the defensive coordinator at South Garland High School, he got the head football job, right, at Saxe. So he knew me. Um, and he was the athletic coordinator, which is the only reason I got a job. I think I'm like 26, 27 at, at this time. Um, head high school coach and still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, and and, we're, and no players. Um, okay, brand but, new- now, so, but now you have now you have some coaching and you have a couple of different coaching trees and styles under your belt. Yeah. Right? You have your own high school coach, your own junior college, your own, your own coach at Abilene. You got a couple guys you've worked for. You've been a head coach, granted, limited, uh, you know, you limited what you can do when you're a freshman B team coach. Now you're a varsity coach. How are you coaching? What, what is your style like? Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I had taken a little bit from what I had learned at South Garland at that point in time um, and, and tried to implement a program uh, to put in place uh, kind of the, 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 what South Garland was. But we obviously didn't have the players and the talent level um, like that. Uh, but it was a really fun two years for me. Um, Doug, those kids played their butts off, right? Uh, tried to build a little bit of a culture. Um, you know, we, we tried to uh, build relationships with those kids. A lot of the framework started back then of what we believe in now um, with those kids. And you, you really had to coach these guys uh, because the, the talent level wasn't there. They played really, really hard, um, but, but the talent wasn't there necessarily. So we had to coach them up and do some things. And uh, if you, you know, obviously Texas high school basketball, there's no shot clock which for the really good teams, that's bad news. But for teams that are shitty, it's great news, right? Because you can hold the basketball, right? Um, and so um, just different styles uh, of playing. But we, we didn't play crazy fast. We didn't have the talent to play crazy fast. We slowed it down a little bit back then and ran some flex, old school flex. Nice. Uh, you know, we ran a little uh, – trying to think of what all – maybe a little motion. Uh, the problem with motion when you're not any good is everybody's touching the ball, right? By the time it gets back to the players who you want to have the ball, it's to turn it over. That's uh, my problem with motion. That's my problem with motion in general. No question. Is, no is question. you can't, you know, anybody who coaches is a bit of a control freak, and you can't. It is out of your control, man. Once you do motion, and oftentimes the guy who's the most open is open for a reason. <laughs> like, you know, beer, beer keeps saying he runs motion. Beer don't run motion. Beer runs. Now they they'll work on motion all summer. Yep. <laughs> the day they're gonna run a middle ball screen. <laughs> I said, you know, uh, who is it they lost to? Was it Illinois they lost to in the Garden? Uh, and I was uh, like, what were you what were you doing that last? Did you run a set? He's like, well, we wanted to get you know a paint touch to kick out. We did. And I was like, well, you know, if you run a set, you'll get the specific look or the counter that you want, or we could just read it, you know, read it the right way. And I was like, all right, whatever. Anyway, yeah. I, that's that's my thing with motion is is I'm, you know it, it's impossible to scout, but it's also impossible for the your own coach to kind of stop sometimes when you get by, by momentum or, or the wrong shots being taken. Yep, I'm right there with you, man. I ran motion early in my career, uh, obviously back then, but then even when I first got to AC, ran motion, um, and we didn't have good enough players then either, and and, and that was the problem. So um, that was kind of my limited time of uh, with motion. The problem now is that anything you teach a kid off the ball, it's the first time they've learned it. 
They, they don't know it anymore. Everything's ball screen from the time they're doing Everything, Everything's ball screen. Everything's ball screen or plan off penetration. Yeah. You know, yep. Yep. if they're yep. well coached, they know how to relocate and get your feet set and maybe yep. interchange, but they, you know, it has to be defined movement or relocating yep. out penetration. Nobody knows how to read a screen. They know how to read a ball screen. They know how yep. to read a screen. Which is crazy. You know, even right now we run two games. So that's what kind of changed and we'll get there. You know, but my ECU days, uh, Billy Gillespie came and spent a lot of time with us because um, he was at Ranger Junior College. And that's kind of what changed everything. He convinced me to go to two game, the old Bill Self uh, two game from back when Bill ran it at Tulsa um, in Illinois. And that's when we made the switch to that at Abilene Christian. And it changed everything, you know, uh, for us and our program. Um, okay. So uh, what, what's it like to go? A little bit backwards, right? You're junior college, junior yep. coaching, and now you're now you're back in high school, and and you got those damn bells again. Or did you did you pass an ordinance where there's no bells in your office? No, no, I'm back to the bells, but I got a little bit more freedom because I'm a head coach now, right? Um, so you so now now I'm a PE coach for two periods, and then I get an off period, like a planning period, and then I get my basketball period. So we were on a four periods four periods there block schedule was what they called it. So a little bit more freedom. Um, but, uh, it wasn't as structured with the bells and I wasn't in the classroom having to teach us, but yeah, I think, I think Seminole was eye opening to me and then, and then, and then beard leaving and then I get back and then now I'm back to being a head high school coach way earlier than what I deserve to be. Um, but at this point in time, I met my wife, she was the cheerleading sponsor and math teacher there at Saxe. So my life, my life was starting to go that direction, right? Like kind of get married, um, coach high school basketball, have a family and, and raise the family there. And kind of that'd be your, your legacy, you know, how'd you meet your wife? So, uh, she, she was at Saxe, obviously again, brand new school. And there, there wasn't a lot of teachers then, right. Cause, uh, there wasn't as many students in those early years and she was the cheerleading sponsor. So she was there every game. Um, and, uh, you know, she hung out, I guess, with the coaches a bunch and she had a serious boyfriend. She'd been dating a guy for a long time. She actually had moved with him to, she graduated from the university of Texas and, uh, so did he, and they were really, really serious. And, um, I guess they broke up. I, I never, they broke up my second year at Saxe or I guess my first year, maybe, uh, right with the Texas Oklahoma football game was. And, uh, anyways, long story short, we dated and it happened quick. We dated for like a year, um, and then got married. How'd you ask her out, though? That's the bigger thing. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Our first date was a high school football game. Uh, <laughs> you are romantic. Yeah, romantic. And then uh, we had an engagement party. 
uh, over at uh, where I was living at the time and invited my family, her family, and a bunch of friends. And they had this huge storm blew in. And we were back. We were going to go back to that football field. And I was going to propose to her on the 50-yard line at the football field where we had our first date. And the damn uh, storm blew in. It was like a tornado warning. And long story short, we went back to Saxe High School. And they have one of those uh, where you park underneath like a route. You know what I'm talking about? I don't yeah. know drive where you don't get rain on you or whatever and like a, car, like, like a big carport kind of thing yeah like a carport i proposed to her in a damn carport at saxy high school so she should have <laughs> screwed man these are, these are the best i mean listen you got lower expectations there that that's way that, that i did know, right it's like, the, it's like when harry met sally that's why you don't ever drop a girl off at the airport early in a relationship because then later in relationship, why don't you drop me off the airport anymore right <laughs> the only way to go when you ask a, a woman to marry you in the carport of a high school parking lot, everything else is on the way up. There's no doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt. And then it gets great, man, because literally we've been married. We buy a house, first house. So, you know, here we go. In three years, I've gone from making, you know, I don't know, $5,000 at Seminole, offered Beard offered me 250 bucks, But I'm making like 50000 probably as the head high school coach at Saxe. Um because you got to have you, you make money in Texas teaching by your years of experience, right? Right, right. So I didn't, like tenure. Yeah. So uh, I'm making maybe forty five or fifty head coach. My wife, we're we're, we're rolling, man. We we bought us a house. Uh, everything. Where, where's the house? So the house is in. Uh, uh, I think it was in Rowlett, which is a suburb of of Garland and Saxe, right there. Uh, but it was a nice little two three bedroom small. Great house, right? For for newlyweds. Uh, How much? We, oh God, dang, Doug! My wife would know. I have no idea. What what year is this? Two thousand and graduate ninety nine. Two thousand four. Uh, two thousand and three. Probably two thousand three. Three, four, five. So yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. So two thousand three. I'm gonna go a buck fifty. Maybe above or below about fifty. Because yeah. my first my first house was in Oklahoma City, and uh, we had gotten back from playing in Russia. We came back and we just had an apartment in Stillwater, Israel. We came back and we got a house in Oklahoma City, and uh, bought it for a buck fifty on Thirty Sixth Street. It's right next to the the uh, the the Broadway extension. Like literally, if you walk out the door, there's the big wall there which yeah, i guess yeah. blocks off the sound yeah and uh i sold it a year later kind of same thing where i got it like a year later i got offered an espn job and i took it and went up there and i think we sold it for like we might have made money you don't make a lot of money in oklahoma city on the houses but we did we sort of like a buck 85 or something said, it was yeah. a cute one but yes yeah, no, no, so okay so then when did you you went to what uh collin county yeah where's where's collin county yeah, so Collin County's in Plano. A guy by the name of Jim Sagona has been the coach there for forever. We call him the Godfather, um, and uh, really, really good friend of Beards at the time. I didn't know him. We were at the Waterburger Tournament, which is one of the biggest tournaments in the Metroplex uh, back in the day in the early two thousands. Now it's still there. It's still a great tournament, uh, very well run, a lot of tradition. Uh, they bring. Are in you a as good big a Waterburger guy as he is? Not as big as beer, but I do like Waterburger. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like beer. Like it is. In, he's insane with how particular he is about every part of the order, and yep. so literally he knows this, and he'll attest to it. Every time I'm in a in a in a parking lot, a Waterburger parking lot or drive through, I'll text him like, "All right, dude, give me the order again." He's like, "You don't have it." 
Wow, man, I delete all my, I delete my messages after like 30 days. I mean, they want to have me in California. So it's a, but every time I, I go by a Whataburger, I turn left and I text him. I was like, Hey man, send me the order. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. He's, he's all in, he's all in on it. Like he can oh, be a national spokesman. And I like it, man. I, I, I do like it, but, uh, not, not, uh, so, not, so you're at the Whataburger tournament. Yeah, I'm sorry, so at the Whataburger tournament and I'm sitting there with beard and of course beards at love now. And there was a bunch of coaches there. Um, I'm just hanging out with beard for the day. And he, I said, you know what beard, man? Like I haven't given up on college yet, man. And he was like, no, he's like, I think you need to go college. I think it's gonna be a great route, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. And, um, you know, you, you just don't get into this business because you get, you know, your dad didn't coach division one, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to do something crazy, man. You have to go work for nothing, do something crazy and work your butt off and, and earn some loyalty points. And, um so anyways he's like we could get this started today and i'm like what are you talking about he said well he walks me into the coach's hospitality room and jim sagona's in there and he basically tells jim sagona hey do you need an assistant coach and jim's like if it's free uh you know absolutely and uh i got i got to know sagona that that day kept in touch with him all spring um and then here we go my dumb ass that summer just completely quit so I'm, i just been married for like literally six months we got married in march um, by June or July, I quit my job as a head high school coach at Saxe and went as a volunteer assistant at Collin County. And the what, only, the only what, what did your wife say? She, she, she I mean, again, thought I was crazy. That's what I'm saying. That, that was the first time I, I thought she was going to leave me. Right. Like it, it's over. Like it's what are we doing? What are you doing? Um, we, we just had this house and, um, now I'll give her credit. I said, honey, I want to be a college basketball coach and I have to do this. And she didn't understand that. Right. She didn't grow up from a family of coaches or anything like that. And, um, to give her credit, she's like, Hey, you got one year to get this done. You know, um, I can support you for one year. Um, you can go there to Collin County and work and, and, and see, but after that, uh, we're going to have to figure this out. Right. So she, she was actually supportive, but I think, uh, literally looking back on it, it was a, it was a dumb, dumb, dumb move at the at the time, you know. Um, now, how far is Garland from Plano? So that was easy, man. It's like 30, 40 minutes, right? So that was the easy. So you didn't part. have to move. Yeah, didn't have to move. Kept stayed in the same house. Just had to make sure we could pay the damn monthly, you know, house payment. Um, I, I, I think we had two cars. Yeah, we had two cars then um is there any way to get any there's like no side hustle either because you're working so much and traveling so much i did a little side hustle doug nobody knows this man but i did a little side hustle uh with my cousin he was in the real estate uh at the time and uh i hate to admit this but it's the truth uh so he was going to take care of me on the side i just had to pass the real estate exam and i failed the damn thing twice <laughs> so that was the, that was the <laughs> the plan was to do the side hustle and get some real estate. He was going to help me out. Um, but I failed the damn test. I failed it twice, man. So That's amazing. That's yeah. a, how you can, how you can fail. Te- like, plus you're Juco. You couldn't get somebody else to take test for you. Well, looking back, I could have found a way. I probably just didn't want to Right? Absolutely. man. I, I didn't get creative enough. I'll bet I one of your players have better chance of passing real estate tests and passing them run the regular tests. You know, you just like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> hey, this is uh, the real estate thing. My dad, my dad, when they got fired at Long Beach, he went up and he volunteered with Ralph Miller at Oregon State. And yep. he sold car, he sold cars as the side hustle because it was a volunteer system role. Jimmy Anderson and and Lanny Van Eamon got him as the like the volunteer. This is 87, 88. Yeah. And um and then when he came back. You know, and he was trying to kind of get back in and whatever. He was working for Tarbell Real Estate, selling that shit. 
and <laughs> and you know i mean like you know you do what you got to do to make some make some cash when when you're not getting paid to coach i mean that's no nah, you got to and my cousin actually took care of me. I be, I was basically his secretary in the morning. So from eight in the morning till about one o'clock, I was his secretary and just did some stuff from him and ran ran a bunch of uh, um, maps or houses and, and just helped him a little bit and side hustled and he took care of us and uh, very thankful for him even to this day. We we wouldn't have been able to make it without some extra income, you know, um, that he did it. But uh, if I'd have passed the damn test, I'd have made, I, I would have made some real money. If I'd have passed that test, who knows? I might have quit coaching, right? And 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 sold real estate at that time. They were my cousin was making a lot of a lot of money in the real estate market. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so so you you said it was a one year deal with your wife, but you end up staying there for two, right? Yeah, I think it was there one or two. I don't remember. Uh, we might have just been at calling for one year. Uh, I I did some radio and TV. Oh, you were call- there. You were there one year. That's right. My yeah. bad. You were there one year. Okay. There one and then year. you you did radio. Yeah, I, and, and Jim Sagona still has it, and they had what they call Plano TV, which like only in Plano, Texas, you got the the college station or whatever. It was the Collin County TV station of Plano or whatever. They ran ads and stuff for the students and different things or whatever, but they would, they would, they would do their home games on that. And I would do the, uh, I would do the announcing with another guy, man. And I think Sagona still has tapes out there somewhere. There's no telling. I need to track him down and see, can you imagine how bad I was at that? I think you're probably pretty good at it. Um, okay. So, uh, how'd the Abilene job come to be? So then, um, so then Jason Copeland got the job at Abilene Christian, uh, that, that following year. And Jason's, uh, Jason's was the assistant at Lubbock Christian. Um, his dad, uh, was, was John Copeland. Um, John was really, really good friends with, um, became really good friends with coach Knight there in Lubbock. And then Chris, Chris Beard, uh, and the Copeland family were really close. So Beard opened up that angle, uh, for me, along with Shannon Hayes, my, my college coach the last two years, he was really close with the Copeland family. They were a, a really, really big family in Lubbock, big basketball family. His dad coached at Lubbock Christian for, like uh 20 plus years in fact he's in the hall of fame there and just a hell of a man and a hell of a coach uh but jason got the job so shannon hayes and beard helped me uh, get the assistant job there so this is part two at abilene christian yes now part two still d2 yep still d2 um still d2 uh where where is where is abilene um between midland and Dallas on I-20, halfway point. Um, that seems like the middle of nowhere. It's the middle of nowhere, Doug. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Middle of nowhere. So you had to sell the Garland house. So we sell the house. We moved to Abilene. We get in a condo. Uh, we, we rent a condo. And now we're still not making money, but we're making more than I obviously did at Collin uh, I think the assistant job at Christian there paid 30 or 35 um, you know, didn't pay a lot, but my wife again was teaching. So now we had the double income and, and we rented a house, um, and got to work there at Abilene Christian with, with Jason. I got a heck of a break. I don't know if he should have hired me, but, um, he did. Um, and, um, it was fun, man. We had a three year run where we were, we were one of the worst again, division two programs at that time. Uh, and within three years, we turned that thing around and won over 20 games, um, and, wow. and made it. How? Huh? Oh. You know, we started getting better players. Number one, um, we ran motion. He ran motion. Uh, Jason ran motion. So again, 
Um, we got better players. Mostly got better players. Better players. Yeah. It wasn't coach. Yeah. Better players. I mean, we were still both Jason and I were young and, um, but yeah, we, we had some talent. We had a guard named Brandon Callahan. We had a Corwin Raglan who was a chancellor from SFA that ended up being a first team all league, um, player. But yeah, we, we, we got some, we had a Serbian named Dan. We, we just got better players. How'd you get, sir? How do you get a Serbian? Like, what was your, how did you recruit? We hired GA for the Serbians. Yeah. Our GA for the Serbian. Yeah. How, what, what were you like as a recruiter then? You know what? I, 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 I don't think I was, um, I was getting better at that time. You know, I was figuring it out. I was, as you know, recruiting is all about connections. Right. Um, and so, um, I had spent some time obviously in Dallas and got some connections there. Um, was starting to build some relationships in there. Um, uh, but definitely wasn't, um, uh, um, here's my, here's my, here's my question. Okay? I was a grinder. This is an, this is an honest question. Yeah. How, how do you do the evals when you're changing levels? Right. Because, you, you again to this is to the outsider, right? I, I think one of the great gifts of assistant coaches that go undervalued, the really good ones, is their ability to evaluate because you got to evaluate now what a kid is, what he's going to look like in your uniform in like two years, right? Can he play for your head coach? Can right. he play for your level? And by the way, can you spot something early that other people miss in terms of your in terms of your level? Like there's a lot there, and then it goes into the relationships. And the connections yep. and all that stuff. Because you got it. The eval is a, an incredibly important part. And I think it screws a lot of a lot of guys up. A lot of guys are good at the relationship part, but they can't eval for shit. And then all their players, like, you know, they, they all kind of look the same. Or they, they're attracted to the most athletic guy in the gym. Or they're attracted to something, somebody who reminds them of them. How, how, what was your process like of, of trying to adjust your evals when you're adjusting to these levels? Yeah. You're 100% correct. And, and real quick, put ice. I mean, on top of that, you're at Abilene Christian. They got to go to chapel every day. They can't go to the bar. Right. They, right. So there's some kids that you may want. Yeah. Like, you have no chance. Every institution is different, right? On the on, right. on what they can do. But evaluation is the number one key. I think the best college recruiters in the country, um, in, any of us, Doug, uh, even guys not in our business can evaluate the top 300 kids in America, right? That ain't difficult, right? The four stars and five stars, that's easy to. But I, I, again, I haven't coached at that level. I think the trick at that level is between, okay, that kid's a five-star, but how good is he really, right? Like, to your point, on the evaluation piece, right? Uh, what's his ceiling? Is he at his ceiling? Can he get better? Uh, it's difficult there. Ours, we, we're not getting the four-star, five-star, right, at Abilene Christian um, and even at UTEP, right? Uh, maybe forcing in the portal one day, but, um, you know, you're probably not getting that kid right out of high school. And so um, you got to evaluate, man. We, we evaluate um, – we, we evaluate a lot of things. The biggest thing I am is, is I look at toughness, Doug. I'm really big on toughness and character, right? right. Uh, just, and and if the kid's tough, he'll dive can't, on the can't, floor. can't teach it. Yeah. You can't teach toughness. You can't teach how to be tough. You can't teach how to pass. Yep. No? Yep. You can't teach how to compete, how to be tough, how to pass. And that's Those what are, I, you know, yeah. and that's what I've always looked for. So, so um, how do you do it again? And I know the things have changed, but like in the environment now, where you're going and they play an AU game and they lose, they play another game. But like, how do you, what are the, what are the key things you're looking for that show you real toughness? Again, like you, man, guys that make the extra pass, guys that make the pass on time, as far as point guards, right? Uh, guards, uh, guys that jump on the floor for a loose ball. Uh, I watch them on their bench, their energy, how they are to teammates. 
uh, tight huddles, you know, if they're a point guard, do they huddle up? Do they communicate? Do they talk on the floor? Um, you know, I'm looking at all that stuff. Obviously, man, you need guys that can put the ball in the basket, right. And do some things, but I'm a cold. I, I, I hate the word culture now. Everybody uses it, but you get my point, right? I, I want guys that know how to play the game. IQ. We, we changed Abilene Christian. We could not recruit anybody in Texas, Doug, when I was the head coach, man. We were the worst Division II team in the country. We, nobody wanted to play for us. We were getting guys, you know, the, the AAU coaches would, like, do us a favor with their eighth, ninth, tenth guy, right? But we were going to get our butt kicked by everybody, right? Um, we changed it, man. We went up to Kansas, Oklahoma, we started finding guys that really knew how to play, right? Basketball IQ guys, tough guys, guys that would develop. Um, and it changed everything. Now, to your point, that's tougher to do in today's world, right? I mean, today's world's completely different. You know, we, we developed that team at Abilene Christian. That team won four games its first year and then went to the NCAA tournament its senior year, right? Um, so, and they all stuck together for the most part. Those days are tough to do now, you know, at our level. Yeah. Um, at any level. At any yeah. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now, yeah, I mean, I now the kid, low major kid's good, then they get recruited at Stolen Up, you know? Kid comes off the bench, you can transfer in the league and and play right away. Like, that's a terrible rule. Crazy. Like, who came Who came up with this shit? That, that's what I want, like, and so, I'm gonna so be, much. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to get fined and uh, whatever. You put didn't in, say put, it, I said it. Put in compliance jail for, for buying snacks at the grass at the grocery store, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that. I mean that's 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 I mean listen, I mean I'm sorry if UTEP loses the game because they don't have you. It's my bad for bringing it out that, that you got snacks. So, you didn't say the players bought snacks. You get my and yeah. they got per diem. Yeah, they got per I mean, diem and NIL. It's, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> NIL and NIL is the, just a great excuse for anything. Uh, NIL, NIL. That's it. Everybody, nobody says anything. Yeah, um, no. So. So you, you're there, and then you went to you left to go to Little Rock, but Beard wasn't at Little Rock, right? No, um, but again, Beard got me that job, right? So a guy by the head coach there was a guy by the name of Steve Shields. He had been there probably um, three or four years, five years as a head coach. He was Porter Moser's assistant coach uh, there at Little Rock. Hell of a ball coach, man. Uh, one of the best coaches, if not the best coach I've ever worked for, could really, really coach. This is what's uh, amazing about Porter, though. Like, Porter's been a good coach, even going back, right? Like, he's always been – we just – it just – he got, you know, some timing luck, whatever, worked together at Loyola, and they had and, – and suddenly people figured it out, right? So okay. there is – Porter's always been a coach. Porter's oh, always hell been. yeah. Hey, you really coach. And, and Shields oh. learned from Porter, you know? Um, so I was fortunate to learn from Shields for three years um, at Little Rock. So oh, that wait, was a so huge you had, Did you ever buy a house in Abilene? So we bought, we, uh, no, like three we months bought, before we never bought a house that time. At oh, Abilene. okay. Okay. We rented the whole time there. Uh, we bought a house at Little Rock. Two funny stories. Number one, they made me buy a house in Little Rock. It was part of my deal because what you, you know, Wes Flanagan. So yes. Wes, uh, Wes was the assistant. He, he, Wes left, uh, and Daniel Robinson, who's the head coach at Cleveland state now. They both left, which opened up two spots, but they had had a lot of movement, and Coach Shields was tired of moving. He said, if I'm going to hire your young ass, you're not going to be here a year or two and just leave, right? He said, you're going to stay. I'm going to make you buy a house. So I, he made me buy a house in Little Rock. And then number two, um, funny but not funny, he, he got divorced. Um, and I, I didn't even realize. I'm down there grinding. I get the job in June. We go right on the road. Those are back in the days of July, right? You're out, you're out 15 days, home for two, and back out for 10 days or whatever um grinding and then i get back and, and my wife's like i think it's funny like I, 
or I don't think it's funny, but I think it's weird that I've never heard from his wife. Like, you think his wife would like welcome us to Little Rock or take me to dinner? Or... And I was like, well, honey, I, I never thought about that, but you know, I'm not going to ask coach, but if it comes up, you know, I'll, I'll see what's going on. And well, sure enough, coach was going through a divorce. So Doug, literally, man, my second month on the job, like in August in Arkansas, you have to have a witness to the divorce, right? That goes on the stand of the trial. I've got to go as coaches shields witness on the trial of a divorce. Uh, and, in little work, I literally had a job for two months, never knew his wife, never saw her till the courtroom that day. It was the first time I ever saw her. I'm sure she was like, Hey, screw this guy, man. Who is, who is this guy up here? But funny story. Yeah. I was on the stand like two months of the job, uh, on coach's divorce. Um, so I, I mean, your, your wife had to be happy, right? Like, Hey, all this time I made no money. Now we're, I told you I want to go to division one. Now we're division one and you bought a house. Yeah, I think, um, I think that was the first time she said, okay, maybe my husband can do it in this business, right? Like, had a little confidence that maybe we were moving in the right direction. Um, she said to remind you, we bought that house right before the market crashed, and we got our ass kicked on the house. In little <laughs> everybody got there. Listen, everybody got there. Um, yeah, um, we uh, – she, she, I think that, yeah, I think she saw some confidence in it. And Little Rock was a real job, right? It was a really good, it, no football there. It was just a basketball, brand new arena. Um, and wasn't uh, wasn't huh? Altel? Uh, no, we played one game a year at Altel over Christmas, but uh, we played, uh, we played uh, Jack Stevens Center. Oh, we played yeah, the really, first Altel uh, yeah. in 99. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas would always play one game there, I think, right? One, one or two games. No, but we played we played Little Rock there. Played Little Rock. Oh, you played Little Rock. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Because uh, Alvin Robertson, uh, uh, Alvin Robertson was the coach. I got gotcha. you. Yep. The coach played him or whatever. They're 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 bad. Didn't the yeah. roof? Wasn't there something like a design flaw, like the roof leaked or something? Something about that place was shitty. That it was like it looked really nice and like the roof leaked or something. Something. Uh, like that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it from the outside it looked great. It wasn't no, the best. It, it know, was cool. It was yeah. definitely cool. And I remember a couple of years later, it was like something happened that they had to fix like the, the roof leak. Um, so, so then did he get fired or did he leave and then beer took over? What happened? No. So, so Shields was there. And then my last year there, the third year we made the NCAA tournament. Um, right. yeah, by the name of Solomon Bozeman hit the shot. He's now the head coach at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, um, but, but, uh, we make the tournament and then, um, the Abilene Christian job opens up. And so uh, my AD, AD now at North Texas was the AD at Abilene Christian that I played with. And so I thought for sure I was getting this job, right? We just made the NCAA tournament. I had been an assistant there at ACU. I played there. I played with him. I played with him. Um, I, uh, you know, coming off the years at Little Rock, have recruiting experience now. Back to your point, I've been a head coach, right? Even though it was high school. Checking every box. Okay. Uh, I've been a head coach, Texas, alum. Box. Played this, there, been there as assistant. This is my job, man. I go so interview my wife, and this time we have two kids. We have a newborn, and my oldest one is three at this time. And my wife. Wait, wait, wait. So, so wait, see, see if you can search your memory here. Do you remember where you were when you found out the job was open? ACU. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the first time. I do remember the second time though. I was in Florida at the. Uh, uh, sand shaker. You ever been to the sand shaker? What do you mean the second time? Well, that's what I was going to tell you. So I don't get the job. How did you not get the job? Did you interview for the job? Well, he makes a smart. I interviewed. It comes down to me and Grant McCaslin. 
Okay. And Grant, Grant is at Midwestern State at the time, which is in the same league as AC, right? Both D2s. And Grant, um, Grant had heard he was possibly going Division One, And so Grant, Grant, takes, Grant gets hired. They hire Grant. So my best friend, the guy I played with, um, hires Grant, which uh, I'll give him credit. Pretty smart, right? Grant's a hell of a coach, right? He saw it before anybody else back then. Um, so, <laughs> so he hires Grant. So now I'm disappointed. My wife's disappointed, right? She thought we were going back to yeah, Avalanche. She's pissed. She's pissed. Women don't get disappointed, they get pissed. She's not disappointed. She's pissed, right? Okay. Because uh, Coach Shields, I was the recruiting coordinator. I was never home. I was gone. I think I think you had whatever it was, 180 days on the road at that time um, as a staff, and I was gone. I mean, I was I was gone all the time. I, I wasn't there to coach. I was I was recruiting, um, and so I was never home. We had two kids. She thought this was, you know, was, we were going back to Abilene and raise a family. So I don't get the job. Fast forward to late July, I'm in Florida recruiting in Pensacola with Coach Shields at the JUCO. At the very end, they would always have this JUCO, Rick Ball. I think it was Rick Ball. He would always have this JUCO event in Florida. So the coaches would all end in Pensacola, right? So it's kind of like a party. Was, was it at, was it, at uh, was it Northwest Florida State? Or where was the, where was the Pensacola, event? Pensacola. Pensacola. Okay. The Northwest Florida State's outside of Destin, right? That's yeah. That, that, yeah. Uh, and so um, – and then, and then he would, and then he would always open a bar tab at, at uh, the place called the Sand Shaker, which has one of the best bushwhackers I've ever had in my life. And so, all the coaches would kind of be, you would have the best. What's coach. a bushwhacker? What's in a bushwhacker? So that's like a, um, that's like a chocolate shake with some liquor. Best way to explain it, man. Bush you can't have, you can't have a ton of them, you know, because you, you fill up, man. But you can have a couple, you know, in between your beers. Okay, you know, so got it. Three beers, one bushwhacker, right? Two or three. Bushwhacker beers. at the Sand Shaker. Yeah. Put that on your put that on your bucket list, man. I'm you, you, putting it now. Hold on, I'm putting it. Put it on your bucket. And then they have a bunch of high rise condos down there, Doug. All right, like like uh, uh, you know, and and high ritzy hotels. We always stayed at a place called the Paradise Inn. It's a little little two star mom and mom and dad joint that never sold out, right? To the condos and stuff. Um, outside parking, you know how you know those hotels where you pull up or we call them sure. hotels. Motel. Hotel. Up right to the right to your room outside. So par, par, stay at the Paradise Inn. There's a good bar at the Paradise Inn too. And then head down to the Sand Shaker, man. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're at the Sand Shaker, and what what happened with Grant McCaskey? Well, I get a phone call from Jared Mosley, and he says, "Hey, listen, man, Grant just took the Baylor job." Wait, you get a phone call? Just, you have cell phones now, okay? So your your cell phone, okay? So, so the AD calls me at Abilene Christian, my buddy. And he said, hey, I know we didn't hire you the first time, but Grant is leaving. Grant's going to Baylor. They're announcing it tomorrow. He's going to be an assistant coach at Baylor. He's resigned. So Grant was only there for like two months, right, at Abilene Christian. And um, he says, it's, it's your job if you want it. But I need to know quickly in the next, you know, 24 hours um, because we're going to move really fast this time. And so I said, okay, well, let me call my wife. Let me talk to coach. Let me think about it. And one, I was a little pissed too, right? Like I didn't get it the first time, right? Like a competitor, you know? Um, but also knew, you know, it was a, it was a hell of an opportunity, um, for us. So I, I, I told coach Shields and he was like, Hey, you, you, you need to take this job, you know, you, you need to take it. Um, so I got back home and, uh, my wife and I, um, went out on a little date and I told her the news and I said, we had 24 hours. The crazy thing is though, is within that 24 hours beard, um, uh, had gone back to Texas tech, right. And to work for Billy Gillespie. Um, and 
Coach Gillespie had let Beard go or uh, Beard, Beard had let Beard go literally like a couple weeks when this job opened. So I really tried to help Beard get the job at Abilene Christian the second go-round. You know, I said, Jared, you ought to hire Chris Beard instead of me. And he said, no, I'm not hiring Chris Beard. You know, I'm going to hire you. You got 24 hours to make the decision. And so went home, talked to my wife, and, of course, we took it. Well, she no was, press conference, your typical job, dude. I mean, I was the second guy. wasn't the guy they wanted. They'd already had the press conference. They were starting <clears> to <throat> two. And my wife and I laugh about it. We went to the press conference. There was literally like two people there, right? Nobody was there. Uh, and I was alumni. I played there. Pretty good, right? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I think we're going to drop part two like tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow will be Thursday. Maybe Friday. It's just, it's too good of stuff to not get it to you quickly. And I know how so many of you are. You hit me up on Instagram or on uh, uh, Twitter or direct message in the Twitter or just on my on my text. You see it and you're like, man, when do I get part two? So um, we'll get you part two quickly. A reminder, the Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific. Um, all can drum off this week, so <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> but normally, uh, we do good stuff. And it's fun. It's fun listening. You can just have it in your cell phone wherever you want, the iHeartRadio app, plus the In the Bonus podcast, which is uh, next to the All Ball, the most fun thing I do, where it's a radio show, but no commercial breaks and just an hour long daily and we talk shit and have fun. So we'll be on a Merry Christmas, getting ready for a good new year. And my thanks to Joe Golden for part one. You're going to love part two, but that was, that was pretty crazy, right? I mean, the, the story of getting in a car and, Oh, we got so many good, um, rental car stories to share with you. I'll have to do that in the future. I'm like best rental car rides or funnest shit ever. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is all ball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 